Welcome to the Game of Serbs podcast. My name is Puya. Today, we're going to do our third e-commerce blog post and podcast. It's going to be about optimizing your product pages. Your product pages are one of the last places a prospective buyer will visit before making a decision. Depending on the demographic and e-commerce website, the user interface and experience plus copy vary drastically. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there is a secret sauce on how you can create a killer product page. What I can do is give you a few best practice ideas for you to capitalize on. Now, I'm not pulling this information out of my ass either. We're actually testing different ideas on our end to see what works. I'm blessed to be able to test multiple variants before we call a product page or template successful. Use my experience and budget to skip ahead with, with your projects. Let's get started. The anatomy of a product page is more complex than your category pages, in my humble opinion. And there are dozens of elements to consider, not to mention designing your product pages to be mobile friendly. Before I share the wireframe, let me explain each section of the wireframe. I always start with the breadcrumbs. You've probably heard a lot of advanced SEOs talk about internal linking. There's nothing better than breadcrumbs to break up the pages and clearly show where a user is. Not only help customers, but also help search engines crawl your website a lot easier. Don't take my word for it. Check out developers.google.com and you can read the details right out of the monster's own guidelines. This is what Google labels breadcrumbs. A breadcrumb trail on a page indicates the page's position in the site hierarchy, and it may help users understand and explore a site effectively. A user can navigate all the way up in the site hierarchy one level at a time by starting from the last breadcrumb in the breadcrumb trail. Next, we got to talk about product titles and photos. I put the title and photos in one group in my post in this podcast because it's pretty much the first two items a person will look at when browsing a product page. Let's go over some suggestions. Do not keyword stuff your product title. Just a product name will do. Google is not stupid and neither are your customers. Remember, you got your breadcrumbs, you got your URL, you got the description, you got everything you need for Google and visitors to understand. There is no need to stuff your titles with, with keywords. Depending on the product, you should try your best to get your own photos of the products you're trying to sell. Do not use stock photos. We work in construction and photos are not as important all the time. We do our best to get as many custom photos with our media team as possible. If you're selling jewelry, it's a whole different ballgame. Try to add a video. Even a video with your cell phone will add a ton of credibility to your brand. Do it where you can. If you sell apparel, you must use videos. The more videos you have for your products, the more you'll get the hang of how your customers like the information and what they'll digest better. Your product photos and the title should be simple. The top of your product page should be simple and you'll be just fine. There is no need to complicate things. Your product information or specifications gives the details a visitor needs to purchase a product. Is the t-shirt black? What sizes can a person purchase? Are there different materials? All of this can be done right below the title where a person can select what they need. 
Here's what you need to answer in this section. Is the product in stock? What's the SKU number? What are the product variants? What is the shipping policy? What's the warranty? Is there a pickup option? A feature to add a product to their wish list. And finally, the ability to request price alerts. And if you look on my blog post, you'll notice that I've shared uh, a picture of my wireframe and I'll also share the full wireframe in my post. It's near the bottom of my post. You can download it directly. In our case, we don't have a variant a person can select. Our products are a little bit different. In most cases, you will have to have this option. The worst move would be to create a duplicate product page just because there is a variant. I'm also missing the shipping estimate section for our wireframe. I recommend you don't do that unless you offer free shipping. We deal with large products, so this is a must. As I said, we're always working on our user interface, and this is one element we will be implementing very soon. If a product is out of stock, what you should do is ask for the email of the people who are interested in buying the product when the item is back in stock. If the product is out of stock, what you could do is ask for the email of the people who are interested in buying your product. When the item is back in stock, they'll get notified. Now what you don't want to do is take the product off your website and create a 404 page. You're probably going to have hundreds of 404 pages if you take that route. Next we're going to go over natural language to improve product descriptions. I've been testing a portion of our e-commerce website by using Google's own NLP API, which can be found on cloud.google.com forward slash natural hyphen language. You can get the URL directly on my post. You can find words semantically related to your primary keywords using NLP. I know it sounds a little bit overwhelming. Going to show you all a quick shortcut. In my previous posts, you've noticed I used Surfer SEO and their software to boost my SEO game. For example, if you're targeting Vancouver bookkeeping on your homepage, you can run an NLP report and get NLP keywords related to your topical keywords. In the case of Vancouver bookkeeping, NLP keywords could be small business owners, bookkeeping services, and bookkeeping service. Surfer will give you a full report and I highly recommend their tool. Surfer takes its data from the top ranked pages and has a connection to Google's API for NLP keywords we can use for our pages. Our results are extraordinary on a new website. We're seeing between 1% to 3% growth of organic rankings every week. Mind you, it helps that we have incredible developers working on speeding up the website, the user experience, and finally, a killer link building campaign. Next, we gotta talk about FAQs. Each product category should have a set FAQ section, have their own FAQ section. This is not only good for visitors to the website, but search engines as well. At this point, you've created a complete base of knowledge for the product template. If you want to take it a step further, you allow your customers to ask and answer questions. This is for more established websites. If you don't have much traffic, it doesn't make any sense to put this up. Finally, because our website is new, we're not putting up reviews just yet. We simply don't have the purchase numbers to show an empty review section. Nobody does this better than Amazon if you need inspiration. A cool section on our product template is the comparable pricing and compatible products section. This section is a bonus for us because most product pages are fairly boring with not a lot of connections to the rest of the website. An in-house crawler 
which goes to our competitor websites, scrapes their prices for our products and showcases it on our website. If their products are cheaper than us, we beat them by a percent and this is all done automatically. For more internal link power, we've also shared similar compatible products. In our case, it's very relevant because part A needs part B to work. You can get clever with how you do this on your own product templates. Let's talk about product markup. I can't stress how important product markup is. You should do everything you can to improve visibility on search. And if product markup is a way to do it, then you force your developers to get on it right away. This topic has been written and talked about to death, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend to give you something new. I do ask that you go over to developers.google.com and read all about how Google wants you to apply product markup. And Google provides examples and code for product markup, so you're headed in the right direction right from the start. To test your markup, go to search.google.com forward slash test forward slash rich, rich hyphen results. You can find this link on my post. Don't let your developers get away with incomplete code. Test everything they apply on your website. If you don't test, more than likely, they're gonna miss something. Without further ado, I will share my wireframe in my post, which you can find on my website. Please don't go thinking this wireframe is a magic bullet for your e-commerce website. There are hundreds of other factors which go into a successful project. Take the wireframe and use it for inspiration. I know I've changed it at least a dozen times and we'll keep changing it based on what our customers want. So what you want to do is take my wireframe, get inspired, create your own wireframe, pass it off to your designers and, uh, and developers, get them to put it up, test it, and then reform your efforts. Just keep changing it until you have a product template that's working very well. And even then keep improving your process. So now you can see some of the bigger guys in the marketing industry might give you a taste and want to charge you thousands for the rest. Even then, they give you the basics and leave you on your own. I've shared everything that's working for us, including the wireframe we use on our very fast growing website. Let me know if I've missed anything or if you're sitting on something no one else knows about. And if I've made a mistake, I'd be happy to hear about it. That's it folks. Until my next post and podcast, catch you all later.